0: Today, I'm interviewing Berna. She's a management consultant from Turkey. She first came to Austria on a student visa and later as a family member with her husband. I hope you enjoy listening. Immigration stories, Austria. Hello, Berna. Nice to see you here. Hello, Barbara. Thanks for having me. Yeah, quickly introduce yourself to everyone and why you're here.
1: Yes, of course. I uh, would be very glad to. So hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Berna, and I have been living uh, now in Vienna for about four months now. And uh, But actually, my story dates back to the time 2007 so I first came to Vienna to study so I completed my complete bachelor studies here at the Vienna economics uh, actually Vienna University of Economics and Business and short VU. And then afterwards I went back to my home country, um, Turkey, um, back to Istanbul. And afterwards, actually, I started working. I did first my master's degree, started working. And then um, due to the fact that my um, husband is from Vienna, uh, we decided to come back, so this is my comeback to Vienna. And um, due to this, actually, I had to obtain two different visa types throughout mm-hmm. my journey um, here in Austria. So the first time, when I was when I came to actually study here, it was a student uh, visa type. First, I had to get this visa type D, mm-hmm. and then it went to this um, residence permit for um, people who study here from uh, mm-hmm. third country as a third country national i
0: would say yeah so you coming from turkey did you have any difficulties coming here learning the language and starting to study um actually i thought
1: i wouldn't have any problems because i went to an austrian high school in istanbul okay you were prepared (laughs) yes yes you could you could really say so however the school doesn't prepare you for the daily life situations. so of course you go through goethe and you know like you do german and austrian literature however you know when i came here i was living in a dorm and i thought like okay what is a clothes horse in German? <laughs> and then I was asking around and they said like, yeah, we And then I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay, great, great, thank you. So all these type of dialogues were of course, like missing with me, so it came with time. But yes, you can say that I had this plus of, you know, having uh, some language skills mm-hmm. before I arrived. But of course, studying is a new, completely new level. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing, for example, also low classes during the bachelor studies. And this was a little bit of a bummer because um, German is my second uh, foreign language so for this reason at first it was really difficult to follow the discussions going around but afterwards it, it was okay yes but mm-hmm. to make it very short yes I, I came prepared <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so good so um, I don't know did your, did your upbringing and your choice of um, school prime you for Austria or why did you decide to do your bachelor yeah. in Austria yeah that's a very good question I'm sometimes also asking myself this.
1: <laughs> because when we were at the Austrian high school uh, in Istanbul uh, most of our actually teachers were from Austria um, mm-hmm. so they were also saying like yes there are study opportunities in Austria so I think they kind of like you know pushed us in that direction mm-hmm. so for this reason I did my matura so like uh, and also the school I went in uh, in Istanbul and then after I graduated basically I had no um, not many differences to any other Austrian, um, you know, mm-hmm. going for, for like a bachelor's study. So basically, I did not have to do any kind of additional exam mm-hmm. or any kind of other procedure. So basically, with my um, certification, I was just able to enroll in, yeah. in the study. So I mean, was, I'm
0: assuming yes. since it's an Austrian high school, then yes. you get like a Matura and yes, then it's exactly. fully acknowledged in Austria. Yes. Yes. So yes. that sounds at least easier. but <laughs> yes. <laughs> did the teachers, like, help you with the whole process of obtaining a visa when it no. comes to going to Austria? Or how did you
1: no, figure really. that out?
0: It was actually, thank God, there were, like, others,
1: uh, actually, classmates that were thinking about going abroad some of them went to Germany and but most of them actually decided for Austria so there were also different cities involved but most of my actually um, colleagues at that time they they decided to come to Vienna and because of this, we were able to align uh, between each other that, you know, how is it going? How long did you wait? Did you get your visa? So all the documentation that was needed was actually, you know, like due to word of mouth, I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But I mean, 2007, it's been it's been a while, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, do, you, do you did you have a lot more requirements back then? Considering you're from Turkey, you had to get a visa D before you came here. Yes. Um, As a high school student, (laughs) graduate, I imagine that must be quite confusing because um, there's also a big monetary component when you want to obtain a student visa, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, one of the... Uh, people you
1: interviewed especially I think he was called James right from uh, Cape Town so he went through a similar procedure mm-hmm. and it was very interesting to hear that the you know process hasn't changed so much um, so basically uh, like you said monetary uh, perspective is is a big thing because they really do want you to actually prove that you can live and you know like uh, finance Mm -hmm. uh, your daily life here and um, you need to actually show this for the whole year and um, that's of course a bummer for a lot of people Um, I also had to actually be, um, I I mean, my parents had to sponsor me for Mm -hmm. that because as a, you know, high school graduate basically Mm -hmm. with no work experience or with no work uh, past, let's say, (laughs) it's very difficult to, you know, prove that much uh, that you have that much money on your bank account. of course.
0: Yes. Yeah. And when you when you came here, did you were you were, was it different to your school or did it feel like a big school trip <laughs> considering you moved here together? Or?
1: Almost, almost, yes. Um, so it was actually a different feeling because I had, of course, um, no study experience before. Um, it felt like I was a bit like a fish out of water, but. Um, mm-hmm you know with time it's kind of evolved in a, in a very nice way and I, I met my um, boyfriend here I mean at the time my boyfriend now my husband mm-hmm. um, so it also of course eased the process because we had like a family structure so to speak here and this of course eased the whole process whenever I had questions I was able to ask him I think when you have someone like that who can really help you out with kind of questions like where do I do my shopping when I need something very specific where would I go how about the opening? times and so on so Culturally, it's a little bit different because, for example, for me the most interesting thing back then was the opening times of the shops. Like um, <laughs> in in Turkey, like you can go yep. like around nine o'clock uh, on a, set, a Sunday evening, even shopping. Uh, the shopping malls are still open, and here it's like, uh, you know, there's nothing going on on Sundays. So yeah,
0: so that's a big thing in Austria. Everything's closed on Sunday, yes, yes. and even in the evenings, everything's shut by. 8 at eight yes. thirty at the latest yes. um there's only a few supermarkets that are open b- yes. beyond that <laughs> and it confuses the hell out of a lot of people <laughs> yes, yes. so um, i think it, there yes. are
1: like different things that you kind of come to accept and and like um so it, it was a different <laughs> setting for sure
0: yeah th- for sure that. um <laughs> That's a big discussions in our home as well, so <laughs> I can I can relate. Um, but you coming to um, going back coming you of you coming to Austria, right? Mm-hmm. You had to obtain the visa D yes. on your own Yes, and then, and then the student visa. Yes. Did so, it all go smoothly or did you have any troubles? At that time,
1: not really. The only, I think, difficulty I had was that when I first actually requested it back in Istanbul, they told me not to go anywhere because they could just contact me anytime. Because with some people they said, okay, it will take approximately like a couple of weeks, uh, you need to wait for it. But with me, they could not really say Um, So basically, I had to wait. And for this reason, this not knowing when exactly I would obtain the visa, especially when I knew that my classes will be starting, Mm. this was like a little bit of an uncertainty that I had to manage at that time. But luckily, I I was really lucky, I must say, I I got everything on time and I was able to start on time as well. Mm -hmm. But I also know people who had to wait really a long time because there were some Items that needed to be discussed further, and they missed the first semester, for example, and that's of course yes, Mm -hmm. that's something that already puts you a little bit like um, to a disadvantage Mm -hmm. compared to other people. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. and considering your third-party national, were there any fees involved with your university degree? At the time
1: actually interestingly no Um, that was like because I had the matura I was like seen as an Austrian student so basically I was paying exactly the same amount as other Austrians and there was like I think one or two semesters when there were like questions about should we pay for education or not and then the fees were cancelled for like either one semester or two so basically like for a year or so I did not have to pay anything besides the beitrag as yeah. they called it, you know, so I just paid like 15 euros or so for either one or two semesters, I can't remember exactly <laughs> how long, but it was it was interesting, but mm-hmm. I was actually paying um, the exact same thing as any other Austrian mm-hmm. student, yeah.
0: Is it very different to the education in Turkey then, or would you have yeah. to pay in Turkey, or was this also an advantage to choose so, Austria? Yeah,
1: uh, you mean the high school, the Austrian high school, or um, the university? I mean the
0: university, <clears throat> Yeah,
1: the university situation is pretty different because we have a lot of public uh, and private universities. So mm-hmm. if you go the private way, of course, you know, it's like in the US or in any other country all around the world, you have to pay way more than mm-hmm. usual. But the, um, you know, publicly funded actually universities do not require you to pay big sums. So they're more affordable in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the most difficult part in Turkey is that you need to do an university entrance exam. Okay. So, with approximately at my time, there were two million students. Wow. Uh, so to to have a good ranking, you really need to be like superb. And I uh, I wasn't a fan of that. You know, like that I need to really focus on learning all the time because I really wanted to do something else and I really wanted to also study abroad. Mm-hmm. I felt like that that was not really for me and um, luckily I had the matura and I was able to you know just start smoothly with the studies here.
0: That's great, yeah. so it sounds like Austria was a good decision for you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Have you stayed in Austria continuously since two thousand and seven, or no, no, no?
1: Okay, no. Um, I was here for five years, but mm-hmm. since I was doing like an international business administration uh, major. I also had to do an Erasmus between like uh, throughout this time and I I was assigned to Athens so I actually went for one term to Athens which is very close yeah <laughs> so it always close almost like, home <laughs> yes 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 so it was it was a good time as well and um, then I came back but I was about to be finished with my studies and I decided to go back to Istanbul and I did my masters um, at, at a university there and also did another term abroad um, that that time in Copenhagen and yeah, then came back to Istanbul and uh, started working uh, there and then I worked there for about eight years and um, up until four months ago I was actually in Istanbul. Wow,
0: okay, so you came actually to study went back for quite some time exactly and now you're back permanently in yes. austria right yes yes that's so, the plan <laughs> tell me what changed what happened yes, yes.
1: so um, it was great that my actually husband agreed to come to istanbul so that we try that because he was very interested to get to know Uh, the culture and how how life is actually um, there and uh, for this reason we were living there, Um, however afterwards um, due to some health uh, situations we thought like uh, Vienna should be the um, next move for us because it would be easier for him uh, to get some treatment and then we decided to come back Mm -hmm. and um, for this reason I actually was like looking into my options for the visa situation like what I need to do uh, because I was also Getting asked a lot of times because we were visiting family, and every time they were asking you at the board at the, at the gate, you know, at this passport control, like, okay, so how long do you intend to stay, mm-hmm. even though you have this touristic visa? And since I was working for a um, German company, I had actually a visa from Germany uh, for touristic purposes, so I was like you know easily coming back and forth so you had a Europe.
0: visa saying you're basically like a german citizen status no just a, just a ah, touristic just a touristic
1: one where we had like business travels to mm-hmm. stuttgart for example that we could just go back and forth very easily okay. yeah
0: yeah because i imagine it must be really hard to always applying for a visa exactly. d if you do travel exactly exactly yeah.
1: so with that it was very easy to come back and forth but you know at the passport control they also of course ask you like and when they see that you're coming back and forth quite frequently sometimes they even type it into the system like (laughs) oh wow okay so you have been here for this and this long okay can you find me your ticket one time it happened to me that they i think it was in may or so and that they asked for me uh like for a ticket from december the previous year and this was like very difficult to find yeah (laughs) of course and then I was just happy at that point that I was getting a residence permit already but Mm -hmm. of course the residence permit that I applied for due to the fact that my husband is from Austria was that um, you know this residence permit for family members Mm -hmm. yes Um, so for this reason actually it was um, a lot easier um, mm-hmm. this time when I applied for it.
0: How did you go about it? Did you already um, plan it in advance? Or how long did it take you? And... Mm-hmm.
1: It, it takes a bit. Um, because I was also like informed. First, we were not sure like where we need to look for the answers. Because we were having a look at the Magistrat um, 35's website. But it was very confusing for us. So we thought like we should actually... You know, consult uh, someone, um, some expert, and we consulted a lawyer that um, we got recommended, and he said that actually your case is very, very easy because you're like, um, you know, the yeah, married, family member right. of, of an Austrian citizen. So for you, it should not, you know, be a problem. Mm-hmm. The only thing he said is that um, basically it could take up to months. Uh, you know, he knows cases that are like three months up to three months and then there are cases for 18 months Mm -hmm. although actually the response rate should be quicker but due to some factors it kind of is is prolonged
0: and how long did it take for you
1: i think it was between three to four months Mm
0: -hmm. oh that's pretty that's all right that's all
1: right and since you know i had no like time pressure because basically uh, I wanted to have it like for going back and forth I I really didn't have to be like you know this is the day my visa is running out I need to obtain Mm. it I was pretty relaxed about it so Mm -hmm. I I got it and I was really happy once Mm -hmm. it was there but um, I think the only you know I think the problem I had was that to see that things haven't evolved that much in, in, and <laughs> I'm like I so said 35 unfortunately in terms of like um, digitalization mm-hmm. because like it's pretty old school if I'm allowed to say it like yeah. this it's sure. a lot of paperwork involved and um, as a person who obtained a lot of visas in the past for travel purposes like for for example the UK and the US have brilliant visa procedures because before you go to your meeting, actually, your appointment, let's say, you need to fill out a form online and you you know, provide all the information before already. You mm. it can even upload your picture in the UK, for example. I mean, for the UK visa that I had to get, I didn't even have to take a picture with me because they have their own systems and they take your picture there. So I think if it gets more digitalized, I think it would be also very easy for a lot of people and it might actually ease the process and it might be faster as well.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: um, for example, I had the problem that I submitted my documentation and I thought this would be it because, and uh, you know, everyone said that, yeah, since you studied here, you don't really need to do this integration, um, you know, like integrations for I think it's it's called. If I'm not mistaken, that you need to actually prove that you can speak A1 level German, and um, I actually don't need that because I studied uh, here and most of my classes were in German. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, this was okay when I applied, but on the day when I went there to get my residence permit, uh, the lady there said, "Like, yeah, but you're actually missing this, you know, A1 um, proof of uh, language skills," and I said. I submitted you all my documentation. You have my, you know, like certificates from the VU. Um, There it says what kind of classes I've actually already (laughs) completed. Mm -hmm. So I do not really need this. And then she was like, oh, you studied here? And I thought, like, didn't they read my, you know, application? (laughs) I I really, you know, submitted everything. And um, I felt like there is, like, a mismatch in terms of how they do, Mm. um, you know, work on these. I think a lot
0: of the applications go through a lot of hands.
1: I also felt this, (laughs) to be (laughs) very honest, yes so i think um this is something if you're not really careful how they're you know like communicating to you and of course a lot of people might not have language skills like if they do not know german this is a lot of hassle that they need to go through because they might not really understand what's being said to them uh for me luckily i was able to you know like Mm -hmm. carry on a conversation uh with all the people there so this was a bonus, and that's why I reacted right away saying, like, no, this is not the case. Mm-hmm. And I also actually had my, like, Master of Science and Bachelor of Science titles. I, I gave them all to-, to the magistrats so that they would print it out on my card as well. Um, because that's what's been told to me that if I want to have it on my card I should submit all my Mm. university degrees that's a good uh, advice Yeah. exactly and I did that but in the end they did not go through these documentation so what do I see on my card (laughs) nothing okay (laughs) and um, the thing is you know in order to for example due to the fact that my masters um, was partly in Turkey and was partly in um, in Denmark I had to get some documentation translated to German and you know you pay a lot of money for getting these translated mm-hmm. and then getting them also approved um, so for this reason if I had known that they mm-hmm. do not really care about this I would have just left it at that but of course you can't know this before mm-hmm. you apply and go through this. And I feel like this happened to me, but someone else might have a totally different experience. Yeah, It's like a little bit case dependent, I would say. Yes,
0: I, I, I agree. It always mm-hmm. depends on the person looking at it and yes. how closely they look at it yes. and also who they pass it on to.
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I can say that, you know, like, I know that a lot of people get frustrated by how they're handled at um, the magistrat. It's not an easy process. It's like a little bit nerve wracking. I would definitely agree. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the friendliest there. But... I think you need to also give it to them that they're dealing with a lot of people without any language skills all day long. So if you really feel like you can't get your Mm. message across, I think this might also be very frustrating um, for them as well. So I totally get like why there are sometimes you know deal with you the way they do um but i felt due to my recent experience that they got a lot friendlier than before
0: yeah (laughs) yeah i have the feeling as well so it's awesome (laughs) to see the change especially in the response time on the phone and um, everyone i communicated was stellar and friendly yes yes
1: absolutely um, absolutely i i I was really happy to see this change mm -hmm. yeah no it's (laughs) awesome
0: you can you can definitely tell the story 2007 to now right yes yes (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Do you yeah. still remember what documents you had to submit for the um, family unification yeah. visa?
1: That's a very good question. So basically, we thought we need to submit a lot of documentation because also the lawyer we contacted at that time told us, yes, this is the web page. Um, and we told him as well, like, there are a lot of, you know, like confusing, actually statements. So which website should we actually focus on? Because mm-hmm. there's this Offenthaltsbewilligung and then there's this um, titel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't sure about the difference at that time. So which one I need to apply for. And obviously, if you're studying, you need to go for this Offenthaltsbewilligung. And if you're like, As a a family member um, then you do this residence permit for family Mm -hmm. members and then he showed us the page um, and then we really uh, you know like concentrated on that page where we need to submit documentation Mm -hmm. like um, private insurance then some documentation like um, that you did not commit any crimes back in your home country and so forth and Mm -hmm. this this is exactly what we did and also where you live so you need to actually prove like that you have an address in Vienna and did you have so, to
0: get your address before you actually moved here?
1: Uh, yes, yes. But I, I got it as a secondary um, address. They mm-hmm. accepted that because at that time I basically was not here full time and I did not want to, you know, like give that mm-hmm. as a first uh, primary address mm-hmm. because I was still um, you know working and residing in Istanbul back then when mm-hmm. I applied for it so
0: and how did you solve it was your husband already living in Austria um, or actually due to um, my sister-in-law
1: and my brother-in-law I would say because they have a house here and that's mm-hmm. why we got registered um, via them and this was of course a great help so I did not really need to look for a you know a part-time si- yeah, yeah, solution okay. so I, I was very lucky with that um And with that, of course, it eased the process, but they did not in the end even look at it. So that's that was going to be my message, actually. Um, So if there's anyone out there who's listening and then who's married also like um, who's a Turkish citizen and who's married to an Austrian citizen. um, So basically the first time when you apply, you do not have to submit many of those documents listed on the homepage. That was very interesting for me to know because the day I went there, I had like a really big pile of documentation and then the lady who was taking all my documents said like, oh, but you don't need this. You're actually very lucky to be a Turkish person. And I heard that, to be very honest, for the first time in my life, <laughs> because usually you do need a visa everywhere almost as a Turkish citizen. And um, she told me that there is this special um, agreement between um, yeah, for, for actually marriages between Austrians and Turkish people. Um, so that basically i did not need a private insurance i did not even have to submit Mm -hmm. many of the documentation they listed back in there
0: do you know where this information was written down or i
1: I have never come across this information actually on the website it was just communicated to me verbally uh, once Mm -hmm. i was submitting my application yeah
0: okay for anyone listening i hope you (laughs) Do consult the consulate yes, at least yes. or um, call in before that actually happens. Exactly. Just in case <laughs> this might have been just this one person yes, um, yes. wanting to help you out because you do have a very friendly face. <laughs> thank, you, <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah, but um, I agree you sometimes can get away with a lot less than you actually, yes, yes. Um, than you actually applied for. But um, for the nerves, it's always better to have uh, the big stack of documents and be ready for anything.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Um. But they also asked something that was not really listed online. I mean, we just had it just in case. My husband told me that, Berna, let's get my, you know, like proof of um, citizenship as well. Basically, he had his um, passport with him all the time, but still we thought it would be beneficial to have it with us. And exactly this document they asked for. So um, this was very interesting for us to see because we did not really come across that specific mm-hmm. document in that list uh, on their homepage. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they updated it by now. Um, I will link it as well, <laughs> yes, just
0: yes, in case for anyone yes. to check.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: But um, like I said, this
1: this time around, so between 2007 and 2012, when I was here as a student, um the application and the submission of documentation was way actually more difficult um, i would say than i i had to do it now so Mm -hmm. basically this was this was really good and um, for those people maybe who are interested in also getting uh, getting a job here if they're coming like like me from um, istanbul directly um, before they they get a job they actually need to have this Residence permit as a as a family member because you know usually if we weren't married I would have come here with a red white red card mm-hmm. um, but you know due to the fact that we were married I had to trigger the visa process mm-hmm. um, which was good in the end um, it eased my you know like job application process a big deal you know like it was very easy for mm-hmm. me and uh, now you're
0: not tied to your uh, exactly. employer right exactly mm-hmm.
1: exactly so for me this was um way easier in the end but um for people who of course are not married or do not have like a partnership uh, of course red white red card would be the mm-hmm. way to go yeah, yeah
0: and how long is your visa valid for um,
1: the first time they said that it's valid for one year so soon I would I guess like in the next couple of months I need to reapply so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to mm-hmm. that process but this time I do not need to go to this um, actually main office they have um, I can go to the one in the district I live in now so mm-hmm. basically it's it's, um, it's seen as a prolongation so, it's not like a first-time uh, application. Mm-hmm. So, for this reason, it's it's better.
0: Do you always have to come in person or can you submit via yes, email? Have
1: to. I have to come in person, yes.
0: Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes.
1: Um, last time, they did get my fingerprints as well. I think first times are always in person. But um, f- the way I read it now on the homepage, even though I can't say this, this would be 100% reliable due to my past experience, but still,
0: I would go there in person. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, just yeah. to be sure. Yes, exactly. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the next time you apply I'm assuming it's going to be next valid month, for yeah. long though, right
1: i hope so but um i actually can't say because they never told me about the next steps if um mm-hmm. you know you uh, want to prolong it how long this would be but i heard from a colleague at work um she is from india and um, she came here with the red white red card and um, she told me that after five years this gets really easy mm-hmm. but i don't know how it is for residence permit for for family members Mm-hmm. so um i i will have to ask this this time around <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah um but you have a new appointment i'm sure and then you can ask we'll a yes, few more exactly. questions yeah exactly that's awesome is there any message you still want to share with the people mm-hmm. um maybe stories after you've integrated how you found it yes. reintegrating <laughs> again after <Yeah>. a couple <laughs> of years yes you're Amazingly (laughs) able to tell us the things that have changed over the years as well. Thank you, Um, thank you. I think
1: um, a message or like a recommendation from my side would be to really, if they're not feeling that. Um, you know, like uh, comfortable in speaking German, that they really go there with someone who's really able to express everything on their behalf. Um, I mean, I like I said, I was lucky that I did not need this, but still my husband accompanied me just in case they would need some documentation from his side, as I was there as a family member. But um, I would say that they should be really calm in that situation, and um, it's very nerve wracking when you have to wait there a lot. Um, but they should really see it as an episode and it will come <laughs> and go. And this does not define them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like really like people take it too seriously. And I was there, the you know, like uh, this last year when I was applying, I also felt like, oh, my God, I'm here again. What's going to happen now? But in the end, it all worked out. So mm-hmm. I think it might take a bit longer or shorter, depending on your case. But I would say it. do not take it too seriously, but you need to go very well prepared, I would say. So also do not take it too lightheartedly for the preparation. Mm -hmm. Preparation is, I think, the most important thing when you go there. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And did you find communities here that you um connected with on this or that you actually had to look up or no
1: not really actually because like i said at the time when i applied um it was last year and i was still actually in istanbul when i was Mm -hmm. applying so basically i i didn't really uh do that but i i think like you said you know getting ideas from a community um is is very valuable so you don't feel alone yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you luckily had yes. all your school friends moving yes. here. You have yes. your husband here. Yes. So yes. you're well integrated. Yes. Um, yes. But anyone else, um, there's a large community of Turkish people as well Certainly. in Austria. Yeah. And um, I'm sure they have a group as well that I can link. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm, I'm sure as well. Yeah. That I can also learn after yeah. the podcast, <laughs> I presume. <laughs> yes, of
1: course. Thank you, Barbara.
0: Um, yeah, thank you, Banna, for sharing your story um, and for coming and being here with me. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you know someone or even are someone whose story needs to be told, please message me under immigration.stories.austria at gmail.com. You can also find the email address in the show notes. Immigration stories Austria.